Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the fifth down. I am your host, Jose. With me tonight are Brad and Judy. What's up, guys? What's going on? Not much. Scheduled release. You know, we're getting into NBA playoffs. It's a uh, summer's looking good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and the Lakers oh. raised the banners today, so we gotta acknowledge that number seventeen. And you know, and they should start um, dusting off the spot right next to it for number eighteen. So it's a bit preemptive but you know um if you're a laker fan it's one of those things you got to do you know i was thinking about it and i was like i'd be worried if it was a different team but lakers don't care if they're if they have home court advantage or not they could go win anywhere the the thing for them is being healthy if they're healthy they can they can take on anybody i'm not i'm not worried about whether they get the clippers in the first round or the suns or the jazz I think a healthy Lakers team can be any of them. Well, that's key, healthy. Um, we'll see. Yeah, but today we wanted to get in, you know, since we're in the final week, the stretch run of the NBA season, we wanted to um, take a look at the playoff picture and and also do some end-of-the-year um, awards, you know, like um, Coach of the Year, um, Rookie of the Year, MVP, you know, just all our top top player awards. But, you know, let's start by talking about how this um, playoff outlook is looking. And we also have to remember that this year, it, much like last year, um, it's not just the top eight seeds making it. There's a playoff tournament, play-in tournament. So the ninth and the tenth seeds will play the seventh and the eighth seeds. And whoever wins, I, I believe it's um, best of one each one, correct? Um and then that team, those teams will advance as the seventh and eighth seeds into the playoffs. So right now, if we look at, at the standings, the, the ones in the play-in tournaments out east are the Boston Celtics, Charlotte Hornets, uh, Indiana Pacers, and the Washington Wizards. Does it surprise you guys to see any of these teams in the, play, the play-in tournament? Um, not really T- to me, though, the East was always very top heavy. Well, I-, I didn't know what to expect, you know, after the third or fourth seed. Um, you know, the Heat, I think, is one of those teams uh, th- that you mentioned that that was uh, pretty surprising to see that low, especially after their performance last year. We were expecting them to come out, you know, in a one, two, or three seed. Um, you know, that-, that to me was pretty surprising. Boston as well. Another one, though, surprising yeah. team. Well, Miami barely crept up to um, – they're in a tie for six with New York, but they were down there for, for a while. But, yeah, Boston to me is pretty surprising. I know, Juni, you used to love KG and the Celtics. Um, does it surprise you to see their fall from grace? Uh, not necessarily uh, because I, th- I think that um, the Kyrie moved kind of messed things up for them. Um they're not the same team, um, obviously, after the, that Isaiah Thomas run um, when they were in the playoffs. Um, you know, they do have great young talent, uh, but I just feel like they're not putting it together right now. And they have a very good coach as well. Uh, um, but going back to the, 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 the play-in teams, um, I think the most surprising is, is the Washington Wizards, uh, hands down, uh, just because um, it's, been, it's been years since they've been in the playoffs and uh, – um, the Russell Westbrook trade was one of those trades that, you know, you didn't know if it was going to work out or not. 
John Wall was there for for a while, and and um, you know, and it looks like Washington won the uh, the best out of that trade. And um, I, like what you're saying earlier, Jose, I wouldn't want to play them if I were, you know, uh, Brooklyn or or Philadelphia, or you know, you, you know, any of these top teams because they're 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 deadly. I mean, they they have two of the best um, players in the league. You know, Bradley Beal is second in scoring. Uh, Russell Westbrook is a triple double machine, and uh, let's face it, they're 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 hot right now, and um, I just wouldn't want to be playing them. Yeah, I definitely consider the Wizards a scary team. I I think they're a team that if they get in a hot run, they can go with anybody in the East, um, including the 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 Brooklyn Nets, because they have the scoring threats to match Brooklyn. You know. When you have Beal and you have Westbrook, you have two dogs, man, and you you'll you'll have a puncher's chance in any series. So I definitely think, much like last year, everyone um, was afraid of the the Blazers out west just because of how hot Damian Lillard and McCollum were. It's the same thing with the Wizards this year, and you know more than likely, of course, if they finish, if they go in eighth, they they could get swept because you know um, Philadelphia and um, and Brooklyn had really good years. So like, it wouldn't be surprising if Washington got swept, but it also wouldn't be surprising if Washington won two, two games in the first round or something. Yeah, no doubt. But then when we look out West, um, the defending champion Los Angeles Lakers are currently in the play-in tournament along with the, the Golden State Warriors the Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs making their return after um, what was it? A two-year absence from, from postseason play. Um, so this is an interesting bottom four, you know, if, if we think about like maybe like 10 years ago, these, these were teams that were usually top four. Well, maybe not the Warriors 10 years ago, but the Warriors like, you know, two years back, they were always number one. But like the Grizzlies, the, the Spurs and the Lakers, they were they were always like top four seeds. Um, it's interesting to see them at uh, battling for the final two playoff spots. But um, of course, you know, the Lakers are going to be the most intriguing of these because they are the defending champions and they're just getting back to full health. But do one of those other three teams uh, potentially scare the top top six to for you guys? I think uh the team that stands out is Golden State right now to me. Uh, they're playing with a swagger, a confidence that they had in their championship runs, even though they don't have uh, one of their key components in Clay Thompson. Uh, Steph Curry is really hot right now. Um, and then you got role players like Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green stepping up. And if I were, you know, if I were, you know, one of these teams that have to play them like the Lakers, I mean, I would be, I would be worried because it's only one game. It's one and one. So if they're hot and the Lakers are not that night, you know, the Lakers are out. So it's one of those things that they have to, you know, make sure that, uh, um, you know, I, I would just be concerned if I have to play the Warriors, especially because they're, you know, they still have Steve, Steve Kerr as their coach and they has, they, they still have uh, Steph Curry, their leader, who's won, you know, multiple rings. So definitely the Warriors for me are the team to watch out for. Yeah, the Warriors with Curry, anytime he touches the ball, he can just light you up. You don't even he doesn't have to give you a full 48. He can do damage in 20 minutes and 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 ruin it for any team that 
that they decide to uh, go up against. So definitely they're probably the scariest team out of the bunch. Um, you know, just looking at it, I, I'm pretty sure no one wants to face them. Uh, the Laker, like, like if you're San Antonio or Mem or the Grizzlies, I'm pretty sure you'd much rather have the Lakers over, over Golden State right now. Um, you know, Golden State's coming in hotter than the Lakers. The Lakers are sort of limping. Um, they, they, they need a lot more from their bench and, you know, they have to get healthy. If there's some, if there's something that's a lot more doable, I'd say it's to get a, a win against the Lakers as opposed to, you know, trying to go up against uh, Steph Curry and, and, the, and the Golden State Warriors, especially, you know, the tear that Curry has been on this past month. Don't sleep on John Morant though, man. He, he is an emerging top point guard in this league. Dude has been a stud since day one. He, you know, um, Memphis was supposed to be a rebuilding project and he got them in the play-in tournament last year and he has them again this year. So he is a franchise changer. He is like, I, I see him in that same way that I see Damian Lillard. They, they, they're guys that um, they just, they put the team on their back, you know, and unfortunately they're stuck in small markets. So like, they don't have like the, the, the star players around them, but they're going to make their teams competitive. And on any given night, like you said, when it's a one of one, it's scary to play a guy like John Morant because he could go for 50. Yeah. But then when we look at the top teams, you know, the six teams that will we'll be waiting in each conference, um, who are you guys more surprised by in the West, Utah or Phoenix? Ooh, for me, it would be Phoenix. I mean, we all knew Utah was pretty good. You know, they were going to be one of those top four teams out West, um, you know, and, and they have MVP caliber players and they just have players all around that team. For Phoenix, I mean, it really came down to the addition of uh, Chris Paul. He's made a world of difference and really helped turn around that team. It's probably the best year I've ever seen from him. Um, and you know, his lengthy career, He's uh, it's an MVP caliber type year. And yeah, the one that really surprised me was Phoenix. I mean, it's not like they're they're limping into the second seed. No, they've been, they've been extremely dominant when you take a look at them. Um, they those two teams are clearly head and shoulders above the rest of the Western Conference. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Brad. I think Phoenix is the most surprising team uh, going into the season. You know, we knew that they were going to be better. Uh, they picked up Chris Paul. Um, they have Booker. They have Aiden. Um, we were thinking, you know, that they were going to be in that fifth, sixth seed. You know, but you know they're in the second seed, forty-eight and twenty-one, and. Um, like what you said, Brad, Chris Paul is playing his best basketball, you know, in his late thirties or his mid thirties. Um, the dude has still, you know, he still has game. Um, and they have their guy, Devin Booker, who, you know, who can shoot from anywhere. And, um, you know, they're, they're another scary team that I would be scared to play because, uh, Chris Paul's hungry. He wants a ring, you know, and he's one of the, you know, top five point guards, you know, ever to play. So, you know, his will and his grit, you know, has always been there and he's been known to, you know, not show up in the playoffs. So I think this is a good time for him to step up and, uh, you know, take this young team, uh, you know, far into the, into the championship games or even the finals. Yeah. And, you know, 
Um, the Suns took some some criticism for drafting DeAndre Ayton over um, Trey Young and um, Luka. Luka Doncic. But, I mean, when you look at the fact that they already had Devin Booker, that was their thinking. And when you added the missing piece that was Chris Paul, I mean, it gave them a big three. So I think that that has um, – it has silenced a lot of the critics because DeAndre Ayton can ball. Like, he, he, he was a really good player at uh, Arizona – um, missing 25 games last year for the PD, um, kind of hurt his image a little bit, but you know, he, once he came back, he played at a really high level and they got to the point where they were almost in the playing tournament. So, um, they played really well in Orlando. Like if they would have had like 20 more games, they probably would have been like a sixth or seventh seed. So he really helped turn around that team. So they, I do agree that they are a more surprising team, but I think they just they needed that veteran to put it all together. And with Chris Paul now, they they are a scary team. Whereas with Utah, they're they're kind of doing what what we expected. They did it last year, and once again, they've kind of stayed at that same level. So um, I don't think anybody's afraid to play Utah, but that doesn't mean that anyone should take Utah for granted. Like they they're they're a good team. They're well coached. Um, by a former Laker assistant. So, you know, he's uh, he's definitely a good coach. Um, another guy that came from the um, college ranks. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, but now when we look out east, um, you know, Philadelphia has kind of just flown under the radar. They've been really good. But I don't know if it's just me, but I everyone talks about Brooklyn. Everybody's talking about the Knicks. You know, everybody's talking about the Boston Celtics struggles, um, the Atlanta Hawks kind of re-emerging here at the end of the season. But no one seems to talk about the Sixers. Are Do do people forget that they're coached by Doc Rivers? Or do you guys think that their, their record is a little misleading? I think uh, recent memory, we all know what happened against Toronto. Listen, until until you get to the finals, no one's really going to take them seriously because we still have questions about this team. Um, you know, looking at the Eastern Conference, I mean, one, two, and three, to me, that should have been flipped. I, I, I mean, I thought Milwaukee was going to take with Brooklyn being a close second and Philly being there. But, I mean, those three, they could flip positions and, and I don't think much would change. Um Yes, Philly's got to earn it. We still have questions about this team that haven't been answered. They haven't really separated themselves from the pack. And the reason why no one's talking about them is because they're not in that in that major New York market. It is Philadelphia, but we all know Philadelphia is really a football city. Um, New York is really a basketball city, and everyone's just, you know, behind the Nets and the Knicks. So, you know, that's where they're losing a lot of their shine. But a team to be aware of, but they're, they're not being talked about because we still have questions. Yeah. Big questions with their superstars, uh, Joel Embiid. Can he stay healthy? Ben Simmons. Can he, can he shoot the ball, which, you know, during this whole season, he can't shoot the ball. So he hasn't improved his shot. So, I mean, they do have a good record. They have a solid team. They have a bunch of veterans, Tobias Harris, George Hill, Dwight Howard, you know, they're stacked. Uh, but, you know, they have to win playoff games. And and when they start winning playoff games, you know, 
then we'll start talking about them. Like I think Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks were, you know, uh, pretty much the same team as the the Nets are this year. You know how they're on top, and you know people don't take them as seriously. Like if the Philadelphia 76ers start beating teams and and they at least get to the the Eastern Conference Finals, I think people will start respecting them. Yeah, playoff basketball is a totally different animal. And what we know from Philly is they just playoff basketball does not suit them. So when it comes to like the Milwaukee Bucks, do you guys think that maybe they didn't put as much emphasis on being the number one seed this year because they realized that um, it's more important to win in the playoffs than it is to have that number one seed and that that home court doesn't really matter as much if your team is burnt out from like just overdoing it during the regular season? No, I think that they wanted home court. Um, it's just, I don't think they've made as an, I don't think they've improved as a team that much compared to last year. I think the improvement has been very minimal and this is what they get. I mean, a couple games go their way and they might be in the, and you know, that number one seed, but as a team, they haven't improved drastically enough to, to claim that rightful number one seed. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And, you know, last year um, the Heat turned it on in the playoffs. So, you know, it, it all it takes is, is to just get hot at the right time. So if there's a Heat, you know, maybe maybe Charlotte can be the Heat of last year, you know, with Hayward and all, and, and, and um, LaMelo Ball. Mello. Like – you know, Washington can be the, the heat of last year. Um, or, hey, maybe finally um, uh, Damian Lillard can get that team past the, the promise line, you know. The the playoffs are an interesting time. And, yeah, it's why it's, it's why it's fun. And, and the fact that there's going to be fans this year is just going to be even better. Yeah, and, and for a lot of these players, you know, you are two years removed from any sort of real postseason playoff experience with fans. You know, last year they were in the bubble. Um, it, it sort of felt different this year. You know, they're, they're back in the thick of things, and it's going to be how, how, how can these players, these coaches and teams adjust to, uh, to an actual playoff schedule? Yeah, feeding off your home base or – feeling the pressure of your home base booing you off the court if you're if you're struggling you know especially like 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 new york fans you know they're not very forgiving so if brooklyn and, and the knicks you know lay an egg in the playoffs you know that the that the new york fans will boo them i will give them a hard time i don't think any knicks fans have any right to boo them i mean they are the number four seed no one saw them being this high at best we thought that they were a playoff team if you're a knicks fan you should be happy that they're into playoffs um if they win a series treat it like a championship i'm excited we this weekend can't come soon enough um yeah let's get the playoffs started but before we get to that we do have to give some end of the season awards so if we begin with coach of the year, um, who who would you go with, Junie? Uh, for me, it has to be Quinn Snyder. 50 and 19, number one in the West, most consistent team in the league. Um, definitely, 
didn't expect the Jazz to be this good, honestly. Um, we knew they had the talent, you know. Um, we knew they had, uh, you know, the superstar in Donovan Mitchell. Uh, but the coaching job that Quinn Snyder has done this year is is pretty amazing. You know, we talk about the Phoenix Suns, we talk about the Jazz, and you know, I, I just have to give it up to Quinn Snyder because they're they're number one in the West right now in the in the whole league. So, for me, it's Quinn Snyder. What about for you, Brad? Yeah, I mean, like, talk about a tough race. Um, most years, it, it's really, you know, between one or two people. This year, I think you can make the case for at least four coaches, you know. Uh, Snyder, who Junie alluded to, but, I mean, Michael Malone, Tom Thibodeau, Monty Williams. I, I think all four of them should honestly get the award. And in a normal, you know, in, in any other year, they probably would. But I mean, for me, um, I'd probably go with Monty Williams. I mean, the, what Phoenix is doing is sort of crazy um, to me. Uh, I can see you making the case for Tom Thibodeau. Um, but at the same time, you know, the Knicks and the Suns were about the same level at the start of the year. And here's one team that's a two seed and one that's a four seed. Both both amazing things. Um yeah, I mean, we're really splitting hairs here. But, yeah, I'd just go Monty Williams because of, uh, you know, how, how great Phoenix has been. Yeah, I'd go with Tom Tiba, though. Um, they are the sixth seed, but let's be real, man. The Knicks have been the laughing stock of the league for years now. And this team wasn't expected to be much better. I mean, at best, they were expected to maybe make it to the playing tournament. He has them playing, like, serious basketball. He has turned – Julius Randle into a legitimate star. He has revitalized Derrick Rose's career, made him believe again. Um, you know, he R, the RJ Barrett's turnaround from year one to two is amazing. Um, you know, and and just and 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 when and even when you look at other guys like Reggie Bullock, they're just believing in their roles. Like they're they're all um, Nigerians Noel. All these guys, they're 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 just. They're playing a very like Thibodeau style uh, basketball. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not fun to watch. It's not, but it's they're they're in every game. Like they're they don't get blown out, and you know that no matter who they play in the postseason, they will be in every single one of those games. Um, and I just feel like to be saying that about a Knicks team who, you know, just last year uh, you had Charles Oakley, you know, getting removed from the from the stands by security and, you know, people wanted to murder James Dolan. I mean, I'm sure people still don't really love James Dolan, but I mean, he he uh, people overlooked the fact that he hired a good a good coach, a good team president and a good general manager. So he might be a shitty owner but at least he put good people around him this time so that they can make actual good basketball decisions. And if he allows them to keep doing their work, the Knicks will be back in championship contention within the next five years. Yeah. Another name to add to the list of coaches, um, Nate McMillan. I mean, they, yeah. they haven't done a, a lot throughout the season, but of late they've been pretty hot. He's one of those guys to look out for next year. Absolutely. Yeah. That seemed night and day. Mm-hmm. But now moving on, um, when we think MVP, 
Um, that's that, that one, you know, if we would have thought beginning of the season, it looked like LeBron James was going to run away with it. Um, but then he got hurt. So who has kind of taken the lead for you guys? I'll start with you, Brad. Um, it's been Nikola Jochik. Um, he's probably been the most consistent. Um, when you take a look at the offensive season he's having out in Denver, um, yeah, um, it, it's hard to go against him. I, there are other names we can toss in there, you know, Joel Embiid, Giannis, Steph Curry, Luca. But for me, it's been uh, Nikola. He's, he's been the clear on um, leader throughout the whole season. He hasn't really had any any letdowns in it. I like that. What about for you, Jenny? It's a hard one because I feel like there's no clear front, you know, winner. You know, you have Steph Curry, you have Beal, you know, you have Embiid, you have Jokic. I mean, there's a lot of guys who, you know, they're, they're, it's, it's very close. But if I had to pick one, you know, and, and, and you guys are going to probably kill me for this, but I, w- I would pick Russell Westbrook. I mean, what he's doing this year in terms of triple doubles, in terms of putting that team on his back when, you know, they were left for dead. I think Russell Westbrook deserves to be the MVP this year, you know, and what he's doing, you know, passing uh, Oscar Robinson for the, you know, the most triple doubles. Um, it's insane. And um, you know, it's, it's, and he's, a, he's six, three guys, you know, he's not some, he's not magic Johnson, you know, six, eight, you know, big point guard. He's a six, three point guard. That is, you know, rebounding a lot who's you know who's passing the who leads the league in assist you know who's putting up points and uh you know his team is is starting to gain momentum so for me it's going to be uh, russell westbrook i like both your guys' picks but i would go with luka Doncic. um dude's averaging 28 8 and 8 man um he's a stud um he's been a stud since day one he's got dallas you know top six um he's um I mean, Dallas was a little disappointed at the beginning of the season, but I feel like he's really helped get them back on track. Um, I I think that they're another scary team in terms that of not really needing that home court advantage because when you have a guy like him with ice in their veins, they can go anywhere. He can go to Utah and silence that crowd. Like, he is that type of player. He has that Mamba mentality. You know, he, he he's got that that dog mentality, you know, except people don't really see it a lot of times because he's European. So they think like, oh, you know, he's kind of soft. But when you actually see his game, there's nothing. He's also getting tossed out of games, you know, at an alarming rate, you know, the technicals. I That was a surprising stat from him. But yeah, I I, I agree. Luca's one of those guys in contention. But I mean, it's a pretty stacked year for uh, for the MVP race. I mean, we didn't even mention Chris Paul. Um, he's definitely yeah. one of those guys who deserve to be mentioned. Damian Lillard, James Lillard, you know, he had he had a, a brief run there where he was in MVP contention. It's definitely not going to be a unanimous type season. I think there's going to be a lot of split votes. And what category do we have left? Um, most improved player. Do, most improved player. I think this one's unanimous, so unanimous. we can all say it at the count of three. One, two, three. Julius Randle. Yeah, we, we. I mean, this is obvious. If you haven't I been mean, watching basketball, 
You got to yeah, watch this the same, same guy that in that tore his knee the first seven minutes of his career with the Lakers. Then, you know, for the next um, four years was was good, but not, you know, didn't really stand out to the point where the Lakers didn't even extend him a qualifying offer. Didn't even try to match any offers like they they just they said, you know what, we want to use our money elsewhere. And, you know, he be, and then he went to New Orleans and now in New York just became a star and no one saw it coming. Anybody that says that they saw Julius Randle becoming a star um, coming, they, they're either a genie or they're lying through their teeth. Cause I mean, all of us, you know, we, we love basketball and we, we, we always said, you know, he's a nice player, but we were never like, oh, you know what? Watch out for Julius Randle. He's going to yeah, lead the Knicks he, back to the playoffs. He was always one of those guys who was a nice piece to have on your team. Not one of those, you know, players that you can build a team around. When you take a look at the type of numbers he's been having, I mean, close to 24 points on uh, close to 42% from threes, 10 rebounds, six assists, and he's doing this on 38 minutes. Um, yo, that's crazy. Like no one expected any type of stats from him on that level you you guys already know i've always been a julius randall fan so i think you got to give me credit jose because i've always been a fan of his yeah. even even he after said... even after you know he uh he went to the pelicans after la you know he averaged 25 points i always believed in him i always thought he was a you know with the right coaching and the right team he could be a player in this league and he's doing it in the biggest market in, in, in New York city and, you know, in the garden and the Knicks are in the playoffs. Like I couldn't imagine how hyped New York is right now because, you know, they don't care about Brooklyn. They care about the Knicks. Yeah. Which is and, crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, imagine if the Knicks and Brooklyn play in the playoffs, how, oh, man. how, how which great could would that happen? Be? Which could happen. Yeah. Yeah, so, and one thing about Randall is let's remember how bad he actually was last year. So it wasn't like, you know, like like this was just an overnight thing. He's been working at it because last year um, he was a turn turnover machine. He really yeah. got his act together this year. Um, yeah, so kudos to him and the offseason work. He's really gotten it together, and, you know, he's definitely – earned himself a huge payday and consideration of, you know, one of those top players in the league. Yeah. And if, uh, I mean, I don't even think the last two years on his deal were guaranteed. So there was some talk that uh, wondering whether the Knicks would even pick up his team options, which would be crazy. You have, yeah, to. which, which have now to it's like, up. which now it's like, it's not talk about the team options anymore. It's talk about like how many years are we going to extend them and how are we going to give them the max? Yeah, he has to get super max. And that would send the message finally in a positive, like it would send a positive image for potential free agents to see that the Knicks finally showed someone loyalty. Because if there's a reason why no star player wants to go to the Knicks, and that's because they know that there is no loyalty there. They saw how Carmelo was treated. They saw how Amari was treated. They don't want to be the next Melo or, or, you know, or Amari. Um, so if they show Julius a proper love and respect, that could go a long way towards, you know, enticing future free agents to want to come to, to the Knicks. 
Yeah, but you know, hope you guys en- enjoy the the postseason, which starts this weekend. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna be uh, it's impossible to predict. I think because there's so many good teams this year, um, especially out west. The west is loaded, like one through one through eight. Like once we get the the playing tournament settled, I you know it is impossible to predict like who we think will be in the Western Conference Finals. Jose, you're forgetting about one more rookie of the year. Who is the rookie of the year? Oh, that's right. Um, oh, that one's easy. You know, the 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 good ball. The better ball. The good ball brother. The better ball brother. He's the only ball brother. Who I are think, the other I guys? I, I, I think I forgot about the rookie of the year because, like, I mean, it was settled like in the third game of the season. I mean, this guy is like uh, this guy did everything that Alonzo didn't do, became a star overnight, you know, everything we waited what, like three years for Alonzo to do in L.A.? This guy did it, like, in the second game for, for Charlotte. He literally put that team on his back and made them exciting. Now, when's the last time we we talked about the Hornets being exciting? Yeah, it's been a while. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think he was also injured and banged up this season, and he missed a good chunk of it. Um, but, yeah, he's still clearly the rookie of the year. Yeah, it's not even close. Like, that's one of those. Now, that one should be unanimous. Like, like because like you guys said, who who else is even in the, the rookie of the year race? Like Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is, Edwards you know, is pretty he's, good he's, in a, Timberwolves. he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, he is. But I think because the Timberwolves are so bad and because he doesn't know who Alex Rodriguez is, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to respect him. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know Alex Rodriguez because he played ba- – because it's been like five years since he played baseball. Come on, man. He was freaking engaged to Jennifer Lopez. How do you not know who Alex Rodriguez is? Baseball, bro. A lot of people don't know baseball. Yeah. But, but people know Jennifer Lopez. They do. They do. No. They do. They do. Mm. Not if you're not from the block. <laughs> Everybody's from the block, Brad, when it comes to J-Lo. I'm not from the block. Everybody loves Jenny from the block. Do you, do you guys think Golden State regrets not them not drafting LaMelo? Because they, they could have they drafted him. Because <sighs> um, the guy that they got, is he's decent, but he's yes. not LaMelo. I think they do. Uh, plain and simply because he... He, I think he's much better than advertised. I think they were too afraid of dealing with Lavar, and they were afraid that maybe he was selling them um, fool's gold. Yep. So I think that that's what was going through their mind. They kind of saw how it went for Lonzo in L.A., and they were thinking they were going to be the next ones to deal with that. So, But, you know, Lamelo's actually as good as advertised. I think even better. He, and and he, he runs he's, he's not even touching the surface right now. The dude is oh. Oh, he's, he's only gonna... 19 years old. 19. And we forget who owns the team that he's on. You know, the greatest player to ever grace the court, um, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So, like, you know he's going to be in his head telling him, like, kid, this is only the beginning. You have to get so much better. And and that competitive nature, you know, is going to drive Lamella to become a better and better player. Yeah, but it's at this point, we, we all know what he's capable of. It's now, can they build a team around him and get the right pieces, the right coach and staff to, you know, get him to that next level? Yeah, and that sometimes that's the 
that's the key, you know, and that's what makes um, players request a trade four or five years in. And sometimes that's what makes them, you know, turn a bad franchise into a great franchise. So will they provide that for him? That's the big question going forward. But all right, you guys, that's our show for tonight. I hope you guys enjoy it and hope you guys enjoy the beginning to the playoffs. Stay safe out there. Things are looking better. Um, yeah, till the next one. Later. Later.